What's much better? We started recording. All right, let's do this. You hear that on your end? I hear it loud and clear. I'm in a New York state of mind. So good. So good. That one figured that was a, Go appropriate ahead. since we're both big uh, Billy Joel fans and you know this being US Open Sunday. I thought that was a good choice. I think it's a good choice too. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna go the, if you're gonna go the route of the boss, then uh I don't, know. I don't know if he's got any New York songs. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, you know, he's got like Empty Sky and, you know, a few yeah, yeah, that, 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 uh, 9 to 11, but those the are. The Rising like, album. You're right, right, exactly. Uh, I thought thought Billy Joel was a better better way to go. It's so good. The, he does yeah. a duet with uh, Barbara Streisand. Have yeah. You heard that one? I have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, and, Billy Joel is just so, so New York. And at the end, he's like, she's like, let's go get some pizza. And he's like, yep. how about <laughs> Chinese? And she's like, even better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that went well. Oh, man. Come so on. Sirius XM, you must be listening. You're in the airways, airwaves all over the place. You are the airwaves. Bring back the Billy Joel channel. Yeah. Why, why he does not have a permanent channel is, is just beyond me. Um you know, it's uh, <laughs> considering some of the, uh, you know, artists that give you know, permanent 365 yeah. a year channels to I, I don't know why he just comes in and out. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, uh, it's one of those mysteries, you know, yeah. it's like, where do we come from and uh, where are we going and how did we get here? And why the heck is Billy Joel not at 365? Yeah. One of the best songwriters of all time. I mean, come on, give him a little more love. Yeah genius man best but that's good uh that's a good pull because we have u.s open sunday 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 edition with the one and only eric michael brancaccio on pillars baby we've been talking about for a while finally figured it out even though we have yeah i figured this is a perfect day to do it glad glad to be here with my uh you know one of my longest standing friends uh it's a pleasure Amen. And just to, to clear it up for the uh, thousands and maybe millions on a Sunday, um, <laughs> coast to coast and, and around the world, um, you are sitting on a beach somewhere, aren't you? In a New York yeah. state of mind? Might be sitting outside, you know, just, uh, <laughs> had, had, had to get this call in, you know, no matter where. <laughs> yeah, in between had, had beach to do it before 4 p.m. And... <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. We got the, and more and more. We got the final like... at 4 p.m., so I couldn't, couldn't put, push it. No, we should, we should be going live. I don't know how to do that. Maybe next time. Um, but, uh, you still hear me over there? Yeah. Is that, all right. Good. All right. Good. Is that a make, feature? Just make sure our connection is strong. Um, I don't know if it's a feature, For but sure. like, we can go Facebook or I don't know, whatever. Who cares? Um, we got us open and we got like the, the Joker, but he ain't no joke anymore. 
Uh, all right, let's just start with this. All right. Did you read that article I sent you? You could have probably written it. Yeah, I did. You know, certainly uh, familiar with that storyline, you know, uh, kind of. Uh, I, I, wanna, I wanted to start with, um, sorry to cut you off. We're going to get to it. But I want to start with Roddick's quote about him back in 2008 at mm-hmm. some sort of press conference saying that he's just like, he's always injured and he plays up his injuries. And Roddick's like, yeah, he's got a back. He's got a hip injury. He's got both ankles going on. He, he cramps. He's got the bird flu, yeah. anthrax, SARS, the common cough, cold, dot, yep. dot, dot. Yep. <laughs> yep. Totally. So, I mean, uh, I, I remember that quote well, and uh, that's kind of what marked Djokovic's early career. I mean, he had all sorts of physical problems. Uh, you know, he was he was retiring from matches. He couldn't couldn't go the distance and uh yeah i think kind of figuring that out that aspect of his uh of his game was what really um you know vaulted him uh, to the next level and you know took him for from a talented player to you know what what we're seeing now uh you know the best of the world probably the best of all time um, yeah. you know it was kind of uh all based on getting his his fitness and his really his diet um, figured out, and uh, you know, <laughs> Roddick was kind kind of kind of on point with that. It was uh, just kind of always always what was happening to him. He came out young, was was super talented, but uh, just couldn't couldn't get it done, and was you know was always one one physical ailment or, or the other that was you know, bothering him or he was using as an excuse. Um, but you know, that's, that's well, well in the past. He's, uh, he's far, far from that now. Yeah. Far cry from 2008, you know, a decade, yep. like the 2010s have been his decade, huh? Now into the, the 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, once he, when did he get his first major? It was, uh, so he, he got an Australian pretty early. I think it was right right around 08 and yeah. uh you know that's that's kind of turned out to be his um you know his best his best surface his best best major tournament um so he, he got one of those early but uh it was a while before he got his next and really started uh you know getting into the top five and um kind of winning winning majors consistently um so yeah that that was kind of more uh, it started happening in 2012, 2013. And, uh, you know, he had, he had a little bit of a lull, um, around like the 2017 period. He had some, some personal stuff going on with, with his wife and that kind of let, let fed get back into the picture a bit and win a couple more majors himself. Uh, but yeah, other than that, he's, uh, He's been a presence, and uh, as as you see at 34, he's still going pretty strong until uh, until someone you know knocks him off in an important match. You know, we might might see it today, or, or we, we might not. That's kind of one of one of the big storylines going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell you what, like uh, even probably <clears throat> when he started out, his head was th- th- what they say about him now. It is like he's the he's the mental, most mentally tough player. That's the way the article led the uh, the New York Times article. He's the most mentally tough player of all time. Yeah, and, and he wasn't an 08. Um, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. he tweaks his diet and he's plant-based and everything and magically he's just mentally tight i mean probably a lot of that comes from the accrued success which um leads to confidence um and all that experience um but then again yeah go ahead yeah i you know I, i would absolutely agree with that i think you know, when you, when you break down the, the big three and, and, you know, who, who wins in certain categories, uh, I would, without a doubt, give, give a nod to Novak and the, the mental toughness. He is, uh, about, about as strong as they come. And, you know, like, like you said, I think with him, um, you know, I think a lot of mental toughness is, is innate, is natural, but, uh, you know, it, it also is, is learned uh, at this point in his career, you know, not, not, not everyone comes out like Tiger Woods at 21 and is already the men- most mentally tough person on tour. I mean, it, it, it takes, it takes experience and he's, he's been there at this point now so many times. And, uh, you know, he, he says he, that's kind of what I think, especially now separates him and really, really gives him the edge on these, these younger up and coming guys, uh, especially in the five set format, um, you know, in these big, you know, major finals, major semifinals, he's, he's just so, so rock solid. And, um, you know, he really, he really plays his best when it, when it matters the most. And that's, that's kind of, you know, the sign of, of mental toughness. Um, you know, you can't necessarily say that as much about, uh, Roger Federer, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not not mentally weak, but he's he's just not quite where where Novak is, and I think that's what what really uh, sets him apart. Or that's probably his uh, his greatest quality over the other uh, you know two two big three. And that's coming from a Fed guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no like, doubt. Not like Federale or the FBI. Right. Federer. No doubt, Fed is uh, Fed is my man. Uh, he's he's kind of uh, the guy I, I've always loved the most. So calm um, and cool. <laughs> yeah, he I mean, breaks the sweat. Watching watching that guy on the court is uh, is the thing of beauty. Um, Symphony. Yeah, no, it's 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 something else. It's like I mean, liquid, it's, just, it's like water or something. It just flows, and it's just like yeah, it's not. You know what? You probably you might know this. The guy that article that we read that New York times article that author, that writer also wrote a book on Federer. I did really. No, I, did it, 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 I think it just came out this year. It's like okay. the beautiful game and the beautiful player, Roger Federer, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll have to, to read it. I mean, I love, love reading the books on these guys. You know, I've read a good, good biography of Djokovic, you know, lo- lo- love the one on Agassi, read the one on Sampras. Uh, it's very, very interesting to see what makes these guys tick. And, uh, you know, one thing that always strikes me is the, the discipline, uh, that it takes to be a, a top level tennis player. I mean, I, I think it's different than any other pro sport, uh, as far as what you really have to commit to it and the, the year round aspect and the, the, the physical demands, uh, are really, really unlike anything else. I mean, you can't, can't let yourself slip in the off season for a couple of weeks or a couple months. And, uh, just the you know what what it takes to play these you know these long high level matches uh, year round is is just really amazing and uh, you know Djokovic has really got that that figured out 
Yeah, it's a huge, huge dedication, a huge sacrifice, and he does it. Uh, does it better than anyone. <laughs> and if your mind is not right, like you talked about his relationship, he had relationship problems in seventeen, right? Yes. Um, and yeah. if you have that that aspect of like a relationship, <clears throat> especially like your wife. I guess that is that correct. He had marital problems, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not totally clear. I mean, we don't have to you know, go into least, it. Yeah, at like, least I, I don't, I don't know all the details, but the, I think that that seems to be the the crux of it. And yeah, it's like you know, you hear a lot of these players say, I mean, you really need that that solid support network. Um, you know, with with, with your coaches and your family and you know your significant other, and if, and if something's if something's off, yeah, it's uh, you know at that at that level you you can't afford to really really have anything be be going wrong in your life. So it and it was yeah it was noticeable. I mean that 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 really cost him a good good year and a half, two years, probably a couple couple majors at least. And in, in, um, in his prime, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know it's good good to see that he was able to right right the ship and get it back. And now he's back back to where he was but uh yeah no he was kind of unstoppable up to that and it, i i always said uh you know unless djokovic has some sort of slip up i i don't see Federer really winning in any any more majors late in his career and that's exactly what happened you know uh, novak had a little bit of a lull which kind of let let Federer win win a couple more which you know of course in my mind this was good to see i was i was about to say was, you weren't complaining i, I wasn't complaining uh, you know, and that's, that's almost what needs to happen. Uh, you know, last, last year's U S open, we kind of saw a fluky thing where Djokovic, uh, hit, hit a lines person with, with a ball, just, you know, it was an accident. It's kind of out of frustration. He slammed the ball and hit him and got, you know, got DQ'd. It was really, really unfortunate to see. Um, but that's, you know, that's just the way the rules written. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he would have won, won that tournament, but, it kind of opened the door for, for someone else. And almost at this point, what, what needs to happen unless, uh, you know, again, we'll see what, see what happens tonight, but Mm -hmm. until someone takes him down in, uh, in, on a big stage, it's, uh, is his tournament to lose. And, uh, it's, we really haven't seen it happen yet. Yeah. Before we get further to this matchup, um, what is remarkable when we were just talking about like that relationship and he had a, it affected his game. <clears throat> like anyone who is like, I don't know, a feeling human being, mm-hmm. um, your personal life, it's, if it's not, if there's something wrong with it, it kind of, it bleeds out and affects your whole, uh, it, 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 um, it, hamp- it, it puts a, a blanket or, it just it affects everything else you do, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think athletes um, almost you want <clears throat> the goal is maybe to be a not a feeling person, is to not have feelings, is to be robotic, is to cut out. You know, <clears throat> you don't want to like you want to be in the moment all the time. And that whether it's a good shot or a bad shot or a point or whatever happened, then you want to flush it as fast as possible and stay hungry and stuff like that, which is like not human in a way. You know, you want to fight those human feelings or instincts 
to temper yourself to, to be almost a machine. And that's yeah, what that's, uh, I mean, it, that's exactly that's true. Good. You know, I, I think that's, that's a good point. And I think, uh, and what's remarkable these, is that tiger woods, when he came crashing down, he was playing, he was extramarital things and all that sort of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's playing his best golf and it's not even affecting his golf. It, right, took, it took for Elon to figure out or to pick up his phone and to, you know, to call him out on the thing and to chase him with a freaking seven iron down the driveway <laughs> and smash yeah. the car and for it to splash all over the headlines, and the tabloids correctly um, for Tiger to be affected, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it, That's a testament it's amazing. to uh, his yeah. mental game. Like you were saying earlier, at 21, with his mental toughness, it's like as a, a, a armor. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, his his mental game is like something we've never seen, and it was very interesting. You know, great great book to read if you haven't read it. Is his biography to to see that all that stuff was going on you know, while he was in his prime, while, while he was winning all these tournaments and majors and yeah, he seemed to just kind of compartmentalize everything. And, you know, when it was time, when it was time to go out and compete, uh, that's, that's all he was thinking about. That's all he was focused on. Uh, and yeah, as as you said, once, (laughs) once it did get out into the, into the public, then that's when you, you saw it really affect, affect his career negatively. But, uh, you know, up until then, you know, while while he was still doing all these things, uh, he was certainly able to, um, you know, compartmentalize it and just uh, just just focus on golf when he when he needs to. And uh, you know, I I think whether whether good or bad, that is that is a necessary um, component to to top level athletes. You know, we're we're all going to have issues you know, issues in our lives. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, especially calling the golfers and tennis players, these individual sports, uh, when, yeah. when they choose to, you know, get, get married and start a family and, you know, add, add, add that aspects to their life. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, to balance everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge to really just keep that, that mind focused you know, it's, we're we're all going to have have problems in our personal life, but uh, you got to just uh, you know focus focus on the on the task at hand. And um, yeah, you know, these, uh, the these, Derek Jeter had it right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's married yet or not, or I don't really care. Um, but like, he never he was never like maybe like one of the best <clears throat> baseball players of all time. I always thought, even though he just got inducted into the hall of fame um for baseball obviously i don't know if that if he's not a first balloter or um but, you know uh, I, I i i gotta think he certainly is I, i'm not sure uh if he was eligible and didn't get in and if that's the case i'm not sure why uh, right because yeah i <laughs> got to imagine he's uh he, he he's was a shoe awesome <laughs> he's yeah, like, he trying was... to find a comparison for him like he yeah, just no, I he mean, just played you know, the game, and he's never in the in the news for the wrong reasons. Right, right, and you know, I think he he made the kind of the, the personal choice that someone like Tiger Woods really, really should have. You know, you can live whatever yeah. lifestyle 
you want, but uh, you know, you hear a lot of people say, like, you know, why why did Tiger Woods decide to get get married and have kids in his twenties uh, if if you wanted to do <laughs> you know all, all these other extramarital things uh yeah he, if, if he that's knows. what you want just uh you know go 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 to check Derek Peter out and uh yeah you know call it call it a day but um yeah you know we're talking uh talking new york uh the u.s open that certainly Derek Jeter comes to mind you know mr mr yankee when they were in their uh stretch of winning championships in the late late 90s early 2000s he, he always comes to mind yeah uh, yeah. And, uh, on September 12th, you know, it's, uh, uh, yesterday, all the, the, comm- the commemoration and, the the reflection, the celebration of the heroism and mm-hmm. know, all that mm-hmm. stuff came yeah. flooding back. And, uh, and then they had there, I watched this, uh, one of the news stories and about the, uh, about how sports, kind of helped for people to tap back into normalcy um, right after i mean i think it took it was 10 days but well i should say this it was 10 days before the yankees played again i don't know about other sports you know right but uh that's surprising uh how long 10 days is a long time for canceled games and stuff like that i think it's yeah I, i i i'm not I'm just surprised that it, it 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 was that long. I I agree with that amount that that long of layoff. Yeah, yeah, this is a, a pretty it's a pretty freaking, yeah yeah. I, I I don't know if there's anything to compare it to. No, there, um, yeah, it's a good point. You know, I know there have been other times where yeah, kind of uh, there's been some postponements, and when that finally gets gets back uh, to normal, you know, I'm sure like you know the Saints and Katrina come to mind and and things like that. It's kind of a, a good, good healer for a lot of people. Uh, you know, I know even kind of getting, getting over some of these COVID fears, uh, getting, getting sports, uh, back, back to normal, or at least close to back to normal, uh, really, really helps people get, get their mind right. And, um, you know, he, heal some things, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just kind of a good, uh, good way for, people to find common ground and, you know, focus, focus mm-hmm. on something to, uh, you know, take, mm-hmm. take their mind off other things. Yeah. Not to take away from do like the morning, the morning, you know, now we're not trying to numb. I don't, I don't No one's trying to numb anything, right. but, uh, it's a, uh, but that it's, it feels good to smile, you know, and it feels good to high five. Absolutely. And yeah. to root for it's- like the home team. And, but that's, it's so interesting that, the U.S. Open tennis, you know, we got today, uh, and then fr- we had Friday, and then September 11, or yeah, yesterday was in the, right in the middle. So it's bookended by like the semis, which were yep. incredible, and then the yeah, final, which is today, all mm-hmm. New York, all New York City, basically ground zero, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um, it's uh, it's cool, it's cool how, yep. it, how it falls, you know. It's like it, it is, it's uh, it's an awesome event, appropriate, very appropriate, very almost like spiritual or. Very just yeah, good stuff, good energy, you know. Totally, I mean that's that's one of my you favorite things about the U.S. Open, and I I think that's why it's uh you know it's the greatest major, the greatest tournament. It's really got that that New York flavor, that that New York energy. Um, you know the it's nothing like a night session at the U.S. Open. 
you know, people, people dress up, uh, you know, they come, come to have a good time. They, they come to stay late and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, watch, watch some great tennis. It's, uh, it's not, it's not the city that never sleeps, but like, you know, it's, you go late yeah. in New York, you go late in New York yeah. and I mean, there's, wear there's, kind of what you want to wear. Right. And the crowd is, it's not Wimbledon. The crowd can be raucous. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the crowd's loud, uh, you know, the, the, the fan or the players kind of know that's a little bit more to be expected in New York. Uh, and it, uh, you know, all, all the courts are lit and, you know, those, those night sessions go late. I mean, they can run well, well past midnight. Uh, you know, you get a good, good, long, tight, tight match. And, uh, you know, the, our Ash stadium will, will be filled late and there's, you know, there's really no other tournament like that. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's awesome. I mean, like I said, everyone dresses up, uh, as if, if they're going out, you know, the, the women are wearing uh, wearing their heels, and uh, it's it's just um, mm-hmm. great great atmosphere, and you know it's just super cool. You're always always seeing some celebrities. I I remember being at a Nadal match uh, a couple years ago. Um, you know, it was, it was a tight tight match, uh, middle of the week. You know, running late, and you know, Ted Tiger Woods was at the match, <laughs> and not only was he there, but I mean, he, he was fired up. I mean. He, he was he was doing his his fist pump and they were putting him on the big screen and uh it was it was awesome it's uh, it's a great great atmosphere yeah it was a nadal nadal and tiger tight or yeah uh you know federer, I, I actually, or federer and tiger i think they they, they both are um yeah. you know i think just any athlete at that level i think there's a lot of comparisons with tennis and golf being more of an individual sport uh, but they, you know, they, those guys have that kind of commonality to, to draw on. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think they are good friends. And, uh, you know, as, as I kind of learned uh, a couple of weeks ago when he came to DC, uh, Nadal is, is quite, quite the golfer too. Um, so I'm sure they've, uh, they've gotten out, out on the golf course together mm-hmm. a number of times. Mm-hmm. Nadal, Nadal, pretty good golfer. Did you see him out, yeah, did you see it, him out there Columbia? I did not see him, but, uh, you know, I heard he, he shot, you know, somewhere like two, two over par, you know, and of course he had wow. never played before. And, <laughs> wow. uh, I, I had no idea he was, uh, he, he golfed at that, that level. Um, you know, he, I think he played a couple rounds when, when he was in DC and he was at a congressional one day and played Columbia one day. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a really, really good golfer. <laughs> He play, plays right-handed, which I thought was interesting. Because um, he's, yeah, he's, he's, le- he's a lefty. He's a lefty. Yeah, he he plays in t- tennis, tennis. left-handed. Yeah, um, you know he's probably he's probably somewhat somewhat ambidextrous, um, but yeah, he's got that got that lefty forehand. Yeah, in a, in a, in a uh, two-hand backhand like uh, Agassi, right? Is yeah, Agassi. Yeah, he does have the two-hand backhand, right? Yeah, yeah. And both Nadal and, and Agassi have. Uh, well, yeah, he does uh, a two-hand two. forehand there. Uh, no, they they both do one-handed forehands, but oh, okay. you know, they've got they've got good two-handed backhands, and uh, you know they often say some of the best two-handed backhands are more or less lefty forehands. So if if you've got kind of that ambidextrous uh, skill uh-huh. set, yeah, you know, you'll 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 have a good two-hander. Christ, has anyone like switched hands with uh, the racket? <laughs> you know. Um, I feel like there was a player who hit two one-handed forehands, <laughs> and I, 
I can't think of who it is, you know, uh, you know, certainly Monica Sellis who would hit two hands off both sides. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if you remember the Jensen brothers back, uh, back in the nineties, kind of a twin brother doubles team. Uh, yeah. one of them could hit, hit serves from either side. Um, but, Interesting. but other than that, I can't think of anyone really, uh, you know, really switching hands or, you know, yeah. that, could, that could hit, you know, off, off both sides. Yeah. Funny, funny. Um, what's harder to win? A uh, golf tournament or a tennis tournament? You know, I I think <laughs> probably That's the eternal golf, question. Probably a, a golf tournament. I think it's the whole field. I think we might have had this yeah. conversation before. Yeah, it's um, you know, you, you, exactly. You're you're beating the whole field. Uh, you know, you you have to in the golf tournament. You really have to hope that you, no, no, nobody else is hot for those same four days that, that you are, um, you know, a, a tennis tournament, you know, to win a major, you're, you're winning seven matches. You're playing against one, one person at a time. And that's, uh, that's really why we see this kind of dominance in tennis where, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the, 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 the big three are basically winning, <laughs> winning everything for the last, uh, almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you would ever really see that in, in golf, uh, you know, for, for those reasons here, you, 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 you've got to beat the entire field. Um, I, I would think it would be cooler if they would do some more match play, uh, events in, in pro golf. I always like seeing that. I think it's a, yeah. a different animal and it's, it's fun to see, but, um, you know, uh, uh, all things being equal, I, I think winning a tennis tournament, is is a little easier for a top level player and you know that that's why uh really those 14 majors of tiger uh are are so amazing yeah um you know tough, tough to tell if we'll we'll ever see something like that again um yeah but uh yeah I, I, that, that's kind of how how i see it yeah yeah <laughs> and with the i mean not to get too into golf but the, with the pr- proliferation and the popularity of the sport and more talent people playing and uh there's more just really good golfers and contenders and uh and that's a lot it's yeah. those, and there's a there's an you know, ar- especially array. uh you know especially in the united states uh mm-hmm. you know i mean we can get 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 into that at, at some point but uh i'm sure as you know um you know, American tennis, uh, especially on the men's side, is has really been in a in a tough place for quite a long time, and uh, it's almost almost the opposite in, in the golf world. And yeah, uh, you know, that's what do you think? You know, um, it's kind of like a a snowball effect. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty multifactorial. Uh, yeah. To me. To me, the biggest reason, and you know, I don't know why this isn't talked about much. Uh, you know, I think maybe because it comes off kind of kind of superficial, but it's really uh, it's not it's not very very sexy. It's not it's not really what you know what 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 the cool kids are doing. If if you could say mm-hmm. that, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I I could certainly relate going through the you know junior ranks as a, as a tennis player. Um, you know, if you're if you're a young athlete uh, in the United States, you're probably not going to play tennis. Uh, you know, as as you know, being 
an athlete growing up, I mean, you, you could probably could have played a number of sports, uh, and you got to make a choice. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think too many, too many boys or girls for that matter, um, would, would choose to, to play tennis. Um, it's just not, <laughs> not really what, you know, again, prioritized. superficial, but yeah, other, not, other not sports really have been prioritized. Yeah. They're going to play football. They're going to play basketball. Uh, you know, they're going to play lacrosse, um, you know, and you, even, even golf. Cause, uh, you know, like, like I said, it, it kind of snowballs as, as time goes on. Um, you know, these young kids have so many role models to see as, as American, American golfers. I mean, there's, there's so many good players out there. Um, and even th- this young generation of American golfers, you'll, you'll often hear them say how they, they idolized Tiger Woods as a kid. Uh, you know, he's, he's who they looked up to and wanted to be. And, um, you know, there's now really, you're seeing those kids now fully bloomed, you know, they might've idolized Tiger 10 years ago right? when they right. were like, you know, 12, 13, now they're 23, 24, 25. Right. It takes and, time uh, for, for that childhood interest to germinate to PGA success and with the whole host that are probably love to be at that level who looked up right. to Tiger Woods. So we need a Tiger Woods for tennis. <laughs> that doesn't exactly. seem too hard. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, mean, it that even, put that even... it, like, it, it was shot of energy into the sport of golf before that. Mm-hmm. It was like Hal Irwin. And it was like Davis loved the third, you yep. know, it's like, yeah. And it's like, it, these you know, characters say, that, yeah. that were not, <clears throat> They were just As a kid, old, school, old school golf. It wasn't charismatic. Right. Uh, and I, you know, I, I wanted to be Andre Agassi as a kid. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I loved him. Uh, and he's, you know, watch, watching him win, winning majors and uh, just his, his style on the court. Um, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't even necessarily need to be, someone of a tiger woods level but uh there's <laughs> there's there's nobody in american tennis for these these kids to look up to, to idolize uh, so to, to idolize yeah uh and uh you know on on top of that it's 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 a very um it's a very individualistic sport uh, it's a lot of uh you know as, as a junior you're traveling around with your parents you're not playing with your, you know, your teammates and, um, you know, having that, yeah. that camaraderie, it's, you're, you're out there on the court by yourself. It's a little, little bit of a di- different animal. Um, yeah, but golf, but, golf con- or overcame that hurdle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, um I'm not saying it's, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's still another hurdle you got that tennis has to get past, yep. um, yep. at, at the young, at the younger ranks. <laughs> Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's certainly there, there are some, some nice young, young American players. They, they had a good showing at, at this year's U S open. Um, good. a couple, couple, uh, local guys from our DMV area have been, have been doing well. Love it. Uh, and you know, they're, they're winning, winning some rounds at majors and, you know, they're get, getting into the top hundred, uh, top 50, even for some players. But, uh, you know, there's no one yet that I really see as being, uh, you know, a top top five major winning winning player yet. So it's really been a question of who 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 is going to, you know, take take that reign. Uh, and we've we've been waiting for it for a long time. Uh, yeah, 
you know, I, I, I mentioned, you know, loving Agassi as a kid. Um, but in addition to him, we, we really had a number of other great, great American players during that time with the courier and Sampras and, yeah. and, and Chang. And, um, yeah. it was really, uh, to- totally different, different than it is now. So I'm just, and abroad is the, is the flip side of that model or something. It's like, um, how come it, so it, we're, is it, there are obviously team sports exist, you know, over in Europe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. soccer is huge rugby. Um, what else? Uh, there's basketball and stuff like that, but it's yep. like the idea is that, <clears throat> and correct me if I'm wrong here, but, uh, you go to school and then you go and play your sports. There are separate entities. So exactly. you'll, you'll be associated with a club, a club, a soccer team, right? That's the sort of way the model's evolving to here for even for, for team sports, you know, for it has been the soccer model for a long time. Now the lacrosse model, it's like, oh yeah, he's a commit from Georgetown prep. He's going yep. to Duke, but uh, he went to prep, but he also, he played for black wolf club lacrosse. It's like, yep. that's on there. Yep. The, uh, that's on there too, as a, uh, something that points you toward that next level. So, um, that I think would benefit someone that model would benefit someone who's playing individual sports. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely would. Um, you know, and I, I think you, you're talking about how the dynamic is in, in other countries. Uh, yeah, it's, it's much more, you know, for these kids growing up and, you know, let's, let's use, you know, Switzerland or, or, or Spain, um, it's uh it's a little more conducive for them to to get into junior junior tennis than it is in the united states they're less likely um sorry less unlikely to get to get pulled away uh by other things uh by other other sports yeah um, i mean i you know i i i can think of a handful of of pro u s athletes that you know, I just happened to know we're very good tennis players as, as kids. And, you know, they obviously chose other sports and I, you know, I, I just think in, uh, you know, in Europe, uh, you know, or, you know, Russia or wherever it might be, that's, um, they're, they're much more likely to stay, stay on that, that tennis track. Yeah. Um, and you know, there is, it's, uh, they're much more, they're also much more <laughs> praised in those countries for their, for their tennis accomplishments. Um, yeah. You know, the, these guys, these top players in their home countries are, are just, uh, just idolized at a level that, uh, you know, a top, top tennis player would probably never get that kind of attention in, in the United States. I mean, did they, did they win the Agassi uh, Sampras era? You know, uh, they, they were certainly, certainly very, very popular, but, uh, I, I don't think to that, to yeah. the level yeah. that, uh, a, a Djokovic, um, or, or, or Nadal is in their home country. And it's just cause tennis falls behind other sports in the United States. I mean, you know, the, this was the, the time of, you know, my, Michael Jordan and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, 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 they're never going to re- reach that level of, yeah. of popularity here. Um, 
which yeah. is uh, which 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 is fine, but uh, you know, still, still, you still, still want to see America, get somebody on the map, America stuff, represented stuff. on the world stage. You know, absolutely, and, absolutely. I mean, I think once that, you know, if that that can happen, you know, whether it's you know one one person or a few people, yeah. I think that Water, will watershed that will start moving moving the needle in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Got to get a few just, few cracks in the dam, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just unbelievable to think that you know, the United States hasn't won a major in men's tennis since two thousand three. Um, to uh, your point, to your point, um, only three people really have, right? From uh, talk about well, ma- talk about you talking about a major or a tennis tournament? Uh, a major. Uh, so yeah, no, 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 no. U.S. man's won a major since since Andy Roddick. Um, the Rockets. You know, it's going on 20 years, close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get there. Yep. You know, hope, hoping for a long time. So we'll, need some, we'll see. Something, something needs to change then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, I don't know. I don't know if I have the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to like throw some money at it or something. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, one, one last point on that. I, I think that's, uh, I said it was pretty multifactorial. Um, you know, one one problem of of pro tennis is that the money is so concentrated at the top uh, in relation to other sports. It's to the point where huh. you kind of need. Uh, I forget exactly what the number is, but uh, unless, unless you're top fifty in the world, um, you know you're you're kind of barely scraping by. Uh, you know, your travel and your coaching expenses, uh, kind of eat, eat away at, at your prize money. And, uh, uh, you know, the, those, those top guys are making a boatload, but, uh, it needs to be more, more spread out. Um, so, you know, these, these Americans, you know, I, I can think of, a, a handful off the top of my head, uh, once they get into their mid to late twenties and they're, they're hanging around 50 in the world. It's, it's like they they need to kind of figure out another career path. I mean, they can't just be lit, living that grind uh, forever. And you know, you you look at other sports. Uh, you know, certainly, if you're the top fiftieth NBA or NFL player, you're you're, you're doing very well. Um, yeah. And in uh, tennis, you're just not. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, uh, I think, yeah. I think I think that's a that's a, that's a problem. Yeah, is that similar to golf? Like, you know, uh, it, it's not, irresistible not to compare the two. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> not I, not to I, mention I, they're both country club sports. <laughs> exactly. I I don't think it's quite as extreme in golf. Um, yeah, it's hard. Individual sports are hard, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. I mean, they, they really are. The it's idea of the, I, the idea of a team <clears throat> is like a support net. You know, it's like the idea of a team is like a union, in a, almost in a way. Um, <clears throat> such that you need all those people in order to have the team, and you know you gotta have practice players, you gotta have second yep. stringers, you gotta have yeah, role, they, role they players, have, and then you have stars, and individuals. Right. Like you, you just need the, to be the star. The, star. <laughs> the, the the process to get there. Uh, you know, I'm sure you you probably have some people you, you know and some people from our area who's seen try to do it, and like in the golf world, it's it's uh it's a grind. It's uh it's, it's a very difficult lifestyle to get to that, 
to get to that level. And there's just, there's so much talent out there and, uh, it's, it's really, really difficult to do. Um, mm-hmm. and you, you, you can really only, only do it for, for so long. And if, if you don't have that, have that breakthrough by a certain point of your, of your life, you've got to, <laughs> or at least mo- mo- most people choose to go in a different direction. Those other sort of questions of like, um, yeah, do I want to start a family? The practical right. side of life t- takes over probably around 30. Yep. And like you're at a crossroads. Well, I'm at 40 yeah. and uh, I'm putting aside the professional aspirations, but maybe, right. pro- maybe professional podcasting. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's a personal, t- that's t- a personal kinda, plug. <laughs> we, t- no. we touched earlier on the mental aspect of, of the game and yeah. how that is just so important and it, it really is what starts to separate uh these guys at that, that high level and if um if you're able to kind of have some some breakthroughs young young in your career and or early in your career and you, you can see that hey i can i can play at this level i can hang with these guys it really really feeds your confidence um you know when you when you see some of these players have have these big breakthroughs at 19 or 20 uh mm-hmm. versus you know, if it doesn't happen and then they get to be 24, 25 and they just can't, can't get that big win. Can't, can't beat that top 50 player. And, uh, as time goes on, it just, they, they, they don't believe they can do it. And it's, right. uh, it's kind of really changes whether people go, go, go one way or the other. Daggone. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, uh, it's, um, It'll break you down, you know, and and, yep. and spit you out. <clears throat> but uh, yep, yep, that's the that's the essence. <laughs> that's the that's the pure nature of sport. You know, it's just like it's very honest. Uh, it's yep. brutally honest. Is yep. that like you know, you know there, there's no let's argue it a different. No, there's no arguing. This person has it, it won the thing, won the match, won the game. You know, yep. he's better yeah. than you. Sorry, twenty twenty one soft, you know, pampered right. thing. Uh, it's refreshing. Yeah, when you when you know when you get your chance, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't 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 let it slip, and then you, know, mm-hmm. you take advantage of it, and then and, and you build on that. It's uh, you know, I hate, hate to keep using Tiger Woods as an example, but you know, he gets comes comes out of college gets gets some sponsored exemptions to get into pga tournaments and you know he takes advantage of those by by winning them and then the guy he's got his tour card and it's off to the races from there and it's you know similar things with on the tennis tour um some of these some of these young kids will get will get a wild card into a tournament they'll get they'll get a sponsor's exemption and when when you get that chance you need to you need to beat beat a big player you need to yeah uh, you know you need, you need to make some noise um and then it just kind of all, all builds on that you you get some confidence you get get your name out there and uh yeah. you know i think i think of young guys like uh uh you know medvedev, medvedev. Or, uh, shapovalov the young, young canadian yeah. um they just uh they get that chance and they take they take advantage of it well, Medvedev. We're not talking about the Russian president, by the way. We're talking about <laughs> not Dmitry Medvedev, a performer. I should say. I was like, Med. What's um, Djokovic is playing Medvedev? Like, wait a minute. Isn't that 
that this doesn't sound right. I think I got the name wrong, you know, because <laughs> I like it, it somehow darted me back to like the former, the, the Russian president, you know, not before, right. not, before Putin. Right. But no, right. it's it's the same name. And he same name. is same spelling, same everything. And it's exactly. and, and this tennis player. What's his first name? It starts with a D. Uh, Daniil. Yeah. Yeah. So is he yeah, Russian? It's a, he is. He is. There uh, you go. There was actually a guy on with the same last name back in the nineties. So I guess maybe it's a fairly common, common maybe it's, a, it's like Johnson or something. Right. Right. Fairly, <laughs> no Garish <laughs> no. Um, so t- talk, I mean, so Medvedev is really good on the hard stuff, huh? He is. Yeah. Hardcore. Oh, so is Djokovic be. though. Right. They, they both are very strong and hard. Uh, there are actually a lot, a lot of similarities in, in their games. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking about, about mental toughness and certainly among the the young up and coming crew um medvedev seems to be the strongest there Interesting. Uh, you know he's he's yet yet to win a major but he's you know he's won won a masters 1000 and he he seems to just bring his best in the in those big moments um but yeah he's very very strong on on hard court uh you know like like djokovic he he covers covers the court unbelievably well, um, and can you know really uh, hit hit offensive balls from very very stretched uh, positions. Uh-huh. Deep, Interesting, deep, deep deep in the court. Um, so he, and he's being a very 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 athletic six six frame big serve. Uh, so it's uh, you know it's it's going to be interesting. Um, you know I, I think of the of the young guys Djokovic can really use his mental edge against the others. I, I don't think he can, he, he has quite as much discrepancy there when he plays Medvedev. Um, yeah. You know, he did, he did, he did beat him pretty bad in the, in the Aussie final, Right. but uh, you know, Medvedev's young and this is, you know, almost a year later and he's playing, he's playing very good tennis. Uh, he won his semifinal handily. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this, this will really be kind of the storyline I see is, uh, you know, can, can Djokovic win that 21st major, which will set him, set him apart from the other two in that category. Uh, you know, can, can he prove at at 34 that he's still, uh, you know, untouchable can, can, yeah. can he win, can he win the grand slam, which is, you know, another huge storyline i mean the fact that we're we're seeing that potential is is amazing um you know or can medvedev finally be the first one to to beat break through one beat one of the big three when it really matters i mean that that hasn't happened in in quite a while um you know i think uh stan walranka is the last time i can think of uh one of the big three really losing in a in an important match uh huh so uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see um, lorenka is he still around he is uh you know i i always said he he's he's kind of one of the most underrated players um he's he's certainly on on the decline he's had some some injury issues and really has hasn't won much in a while but uh you know for a guy who um has won a handful of majors. He was never really talked about much. Uh, you know, he's beaten 
beaten Djokovic in a couple major finals. And, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of one of the only few guys in this era that's, uh, you know, got it, got a few majors to, to his name. Um, he's, he's got, got, got a beautiful game, really nice, nice one-hander, uh, big, big, strong guy. So, uh, yeah, it's nice, nice player, but, you know, like, like I was saying, that's the last time I can really think of anybody, uh, taken down down Djokovic uh, when when it matters. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Will Medvedev do it today? It's going to be you think it's going to be you think it's going to be a a long match? You know, uh, um I don't I mean it's, who know you know I don't see know. I don't see Djokovic uh, getting blown out. Um, yeah, I I I certainly don't. I mean, I I'd, I'd say he might he might he could blow him out. He could blow out yeah, Medvedev. I, he, he could, uh, I'd say the least likely scenario would be Medvedev winning in straight sets. Yes. Um, I, I, I wouldn't see that happening. Um, you know, if I, if I were to predict, I, I would probably say Djokovic in four. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I do see, see Djokovic winning this, uh, there's re- really a lot, a lot on the line for him. And, you know, while, while he doesn't like to talk about it or, you know, focus on, you know, both, both winning the, the calendar grand slam and his 21st major. I mean, you know, it's, it's a big deal and it's, it's on his mind. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I do expect him to win. Um, but, uh, it's, it's by no means, uh, you know, a, a, a shoe in. I mean, there, there, there are matches where I would say I'd be shocked if Djokovic loses. And, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that about this. I mean, I, I, I could see Medvedev beating him. Uh, yeah. I, I, I said going into this tournament, if, if anyone's going to prevent Djokovic from winning this calendar Grand Slam, it's it's, it's going to be Medvedev. Man, um, it's just you know. lining up for something. <laughs> it's like so if you get twenty, if he gets twenty-one major wins, that puts him ahead of Nadal and Federer, correct? Correct. Yeah, they both have twenty. Uh, is that right? That's right. They both have twenty. Uh, so that would so put him the one, most, ahead, one ahead of them. Most, you know, the most major wins. And it'll complete the Grand Slam, which is the the big four in one season or one calendar mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's he said that he's going to play the match like it's the last of his career. Not that he's retiring, obviously. Yeah, but he's just gonna like the urgency is like you know back against yeah. the wall. Yeah, I mean, there's pa- a lot on the line there. I mean, uh, you know, just, just to get to this point where he's one match away from the calendar grand slam. I mean, uh, no, no one's done this since the sixties and you, you can't really compare that, that area. No one's been even, cl- even close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no one's, no one's gone into the U S open with that potential, uh, with that potential. Um, at least huh. that, that I can remember, uh, on, on the men's side. Uh, so, you know, the fact that he's here one match away, you know, again, he he doesn't like to talk about it, but um, it it'll do a lot for cementing his legacy as as the greatest of all time. I mean, I I, I think he's all already there, but um, you know, when we when you line everything up, but this will this will really uh, be the icing on top. Be another notch not, notch in his belt. You know, he's he's won each major now twice. He's the only player to do that, and. Uh, you know, again, when you when you 
when you put everything in line, uh, you, you, you can make arguments for, for the other two, but, uh, I think, I think Djokovic really kind of, kind of has it. I mean, he holds the head to head against both the other, other two, and he's, he's a little bit more of a complete player than the other two. And, uh, you know, like, like I said earlier, I, I also think he's, he's got a slight more of a mentally tough game than the other two. Um, so, you know, again, he's, he's my least favorite uh, personally <laughs> of the big three, but <laughs> I yeah. think, uh, you know, I, I think he's the best. And I, I could kind of see see this coming. Um, he's, you know, he's a little younger than the other guys, so he was kind of always at their heels a little bit. But yeah. you, you could see brother. that. Yeah, you could see that as the other two progressed in their career and they were eventually going to start to fade that he was probably going to push, push past him. And I think that's, that's what we're going to see now. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. see Federer, unfortunately with the surgeries now going into, I, I don't think he will win another major. Um, you know, Nadal could, could get another, uh, you know, another French or two. Um, but I think Djokovic probably has, you know, a good, uh, five to 10 grand slams more in him. So to, he's, he's yeah, going to contend. He's, and, you know, maybe he's going to, he's going to, yep. He's going to be way, way up there when all, when all said and done. Oh my God. Yeah. Exciting. Super yeah. Sunday, baby. Super I, Sunday. <laughs> I wish, I wish we were, I wish we weren't remote, you know? Yeah. I, we I always love watching matches with you. Yeah. I know. Uh, you like, like my, like, like my tennis, tennis insight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll be calling you throughout. It's a four, yeah. it's a four o'clock, uh, four o'clock tip off, right. Or, or kick out or first serve <laughs> four, <laughs> exactly. four o'clock's when the coverage starts. Right. Right. Is that right? right, right. Yep. That's right. There's no, uh, no, no good term for the start of a tennis match, but, uh, yeah, it should start shortly, <laughs> shortly after four. <laughs> and, uh, and you think uh, um, Djokovic in four? That would that would be my my prediction. All uh, tie breaks. Do they <laughs> do they do normal tie breaks there, or are they do? What's the one that they do? They keep going forever. Yeah. So uh, Is that Wimbledon. They they used to keep going forever in Wimbledon. They they changed that rule. I think they play a fifth set tie break now at ten all. Okay. Uh, but uh, the U.S. Open, they will play, um, you know, a regular tiebreak at, at six all, yeah, in, in all of the sets. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not going to go, not going to go crazy long. But uh, yeah, I, did, I, I, I definitely don't see it being one sided in either player's favor. So I think it, I think it should be a good match. Um, good. And uh, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of storylines here. <laughs> We'll get it out there. Hopefully it inspires the youth, right? Get out yeah. and play some tennis. Get out and play some tennis. Uh, beautiful. It's come the m- most beautiful time of year. Get out of court. Get a buddy. I remember yep. watching the U.S. Open. And was it with Agassi, maybe? When was the time I like, got so inspired? Like 20 years ago. And yeah, I like, remember watching yeah. uh, him at, at, in Bethany with you. Oh, shoot. Uh, it was Agassi, right? Yeah. Making a, um, a big run later in his career. Was- I think it might have been his last Push. U.S. Open. Yeah. yeah, because he was good. He's good there in New York, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now he, that that atmosphere played into his strengths. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, he was he was he was good there. I mean, the, the the Australian was his best surface, but 
you know, he, he he did well in New York as well. Wasn't between Australians hard hardcore, right? It is. So both both the Australian and the U.S. Open are hardcore, but they're slightly different surface, a uh, uh, slight variation of hard. So the Australian is is slightly slower, uh, mm. and you know each each player. It, the, the speed of the court kind of plays into their strengths or weaknesses. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, Djokovic has his, has had his best success at the Australian Open. Agassi's best success was at the Australian Open, whereas you know Nadal's only won one Aussie Open. Um, and then you know you get get into the grass, uh, which is the fastest fastest surface. You know, and I, unfortunately, I didn't really like the fact that they did this, but um, they made a decision a number of years ago to, to slow down the, the surface that way at Wimbledon. Um, so that kind of really leveled the playing field. And we started to see these, these guys be able to have success really on every surface. Whereas when that grass was, was a little faster, you know, back when Sampras was winning his Wimbledons, you know, we saw, you know, more of the served volleyers, the shorter points. Um, yeah. And a guy like Federer can do do either. I mean, if Federer was good on on the fast grass, he's good good on the slower grass. Uh, how do they do? How Federer, do they slow it down? Let it grow? You know, uh, water it. I, no. I don't don't know how they did it. Uh, I, I think the decision was probably from like a, a fan standpoint, wanting to see longer points. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, I I really liked kind of seeing that 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 different surface. Uh, you know, it. it yeah, it made made the net game more of a factor. I feel yeah. like the the net game's a little irrelevant now in in men's singles. Yeah, and I you know I think a player like like Federer had had that skill set. He's I think he's got the the best net game of, of the big three. He he could serve in volley. Um, uh, so it was nice nice to see that. Uh, you know, the trade off is you, we really don't see any of those big servers, those more one dimensional players. Uh, you know, like like you know, maybe the Goran Ivanisevich types uh, who would, would just serve bombs. I mean, th- those guys could go out and win win Wimbledon's, and you know, we're not really seeing that anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, too much on, on a tangent, but it's a little. little, little ins- <laughs> That's <laughs> what happens into, when you uh, start talking about something that you love. Yeah, and the you var- love- various surfaces, and you know, as you know, you get to get over to clay and. Yeah, certainly Nadal's legacy will 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 be there. I mean, his his dominance on that surface is um, pretty unparalleled. Uh, you know, not only with his French Open record. I mean, you know, thir- thirteen wins of the French, and uh, you know, countless others in the you know the various other Masters one thousand clay tournaments. And he's lost. Wow. He's lost at the Fr- French maybe three times in his career. Um, so that, that level of dominance on one surface is, is unreal. Um, so that, you know, that will certainly be, be his legacy. Um, the, the but, clay, uh, the clay slows, <laughs> it's a slow surface. So it slows the ball down when it hits the clay, which yeah, allows, cool. which allows for people that are good at scrambling or fast and athletic to, yeah, it gives uh, them little, an advantage. Right. A little, little slower, a little bit of a higher bounce, uh, you know, I think that uh, just that that ball, Nadal really loves. I mean, he hits. He's got a little bit more going on with his stroke. Um, Does it have more? You can get more action on the ball. <laughs> he he hits a much more 
uh, he's got much more spin, uh, especially his forehand than, than the other guys, you know, Djokovic and Federer hit, hit a little bit more of a flatter ball. Nadal has, has a lot of, lot of, he's jacked. A lot of action on his ball. <laughs> he hit it something harder. To do, something to do with his sleeveless shirts. Uh, <laughs> Not so much harder, but uh, the angle which he hits it on. It's just yeah, it's just his game, Um, and it's I mean it's 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 just a nasty ball. I mean, having (laughs) watched having watched all those guys up close, uh, and you know just seeing their ball, it's Nadal's is (laughs) is vicious. Um, Yeah, but you know, like I said, he's got he's got a lot more going on in that stroke, like. You slow down Fetters forehand and you slow down the dolls and, you know, Fetters just compact, perfect balance, like no room for air. The dolls is looking like really, you know, violent. And he's <laughs> jer- jerking his whole body into it. And, and he, he, that being said, he hits it unbelievably clean and well, uh, mm-hmm. but a little mm-hmm. less, uh, a little, mm-hmm. little, little less uh, mar- margin for air when that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. do this thing, man. Yeah, let's I, uh, do it. Why don't, why don't you uh, give me a call halfway through, and we'll, uh, we'll discuss. Give me the breakdown. I'm, ta- yeah, I'm, ta- yeah. I'm talking about, like, FaceTime in. You better f- charge your phone. Yep, uh, I'll plug after, it in after this, after this podcast, this hot podcast, sapping yeah. the battery. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk uh, around game time. All right, let's do it, man. Um, I'm going to bring Billy Joel back in. Like that perfect way to go out here. Amen, man. I got, I got it. I slash we need to get up to the garden and take in one of those concerts. It's not, it's not nothing better. You've done it before. I have done it before. Oh my uh, god! Like I mean, when he has, since he's since he's been on this month monthly thing. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know how. I don't think he's doing them monthly, or that that hasn't happened for a while, but. Uh, he was doing that pretty regularly, and uh, I think they're back. Yeah, they, they might be. Let's uh, let, let's look into it. Uh, you know, he's the first concert I ever went to. Probably the, the person I've seen the most live. And uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, seeing seeing him in New York, it's tough, tough to beat. Oh my god! All right, salute. All right, man. Thank I enjoyed you, it. Thank, right, you're brother. welcome. Talk to you soon. You got it.